0: This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show on the Stansberry Radio Network. I'm really grateful to everyone who listens to my podcast. You let me do what I love. So to thank you for listening, I'm giving away 100 copies of Gary's new book. It's really easy to enter. All you have to do is subscribe to my podcast, The James Altucher Show, on iTunes, and then rate and review it. Easy. Oh, and then afterwards, just email me at win.jamesaltucher@gmail.com at gmail.com or tweet me at jaltucher or anything really. Just let me know you did it. All the details are on my website. Good luck. I hope you win one of these hundred books. They are excellent, and thank you. I can't believe it. I got Gary Vaynerchuk in the studio, Gary. your book comes out tomorrow it's hashtag ask v. yes, you excited? Yes, the fourth book,
1: yes, actually fifth, fifth? the wine you know, but that's you my know, I don't know about I that never first talk <laughs> I never talk about the poor wine book, but yes, it's my fourth business book. How'd that wine book do? <laughs> Pretty well. I mean, it didn't make the New York Times best bestselling list as the business books did, so I guess not as well. But it was so weird. Like, I mean, I was doing a YouTube show when people didn't even know what YouTube was, and it led to a book deal. It was just, the whole f- experience was surreal, um... It did really nicely, but like, I mean, I'll probably sell more copies of this book from this podcast than maybe that wine book sold. So I mean, from a business standpoint, maybe not as well.
0: Well, I remember your your wine library show because people were using it as an example, like, look at this crazy guy doing this (laughs) wine show. It's like going through the roof. Yes, And that was really how you first sort of broke out and used kind of a social media channel to promote a separate business, like an offline business.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had, you know, and you know this in the early days of 2006, seven, eight, nine, when people needed a case study for social media, bringing money to the table, what's the ROI that, uh, that was the example. Right? And that was YouTube and Twitter execution. And I became, uh, no question, a case study for a lot of people at a lot of conferences.
0: Yeah, because you would uh, give these wine lessons. So I want to get into your book, mm-hmm. Hashtag Ask AskGaryV, but I have a question about wine. Great. So just like I mean, we, me? we could talk
1: about wine in the New York Jets the whole hour. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't, we don't, no, you know, no, I appreciate no. I have questions the book about stuff, this. but like, I'm thrilled to go there.
0: So, so. I read this study where people uh these wine sommelier I don't know yes. how you say it, wine experts yes, were sommeliers. were given glass blindfolded and given glasses of yes. white wine and red wine yes. without any temp they were all the same temperature and they right. couldn't tell the difference between white and red. Yes. So what's is their value of being like a wine expert? Like how much of wine is real and how much of it is scam? Um I
1: wouldn't call it. And you address scam- this a little bit yeah, in the book by call, the way. I wouldn't call it scam. I would call it it's subjective. <laughs> Right, like, like, meaning, like, I don't know. Do you love Bone Thugs and Harmony? No, I love them. Okay, there you go. How much is music a scam? Like, like, it's really that. It's people's opinions. Now, this is why I think I broke out in the wine but, business. But
0: Bone Thugs and Harmony, as opposed to Wu Tang Clan, I could say, well, they do this and this, and I like this and this. Yes. But if you can't actually tell the difference between different wines, then you then it, is it taste or is it just some kind of branding thing?
1: So it's, I mean, everything in life is branding. Mm. Right? Like, you know, I mean, if everybody was blind, you know, then people wouldn't dress uh, the way they do or put on makeup. I must be fix- blind then. <laughs> you know, so I think I think that uh, – I think there's a ton of bullshit artists in wine. But I think – James, I think there's a ton of bullshit artists in entrepreneurship. I mean one of the biggest kicks I'm on right now is all these posers on Instagram – Taking pictures of you know fancy cars and putting cash on the bed and saying, like, this is the lifestyle and this is what entrepreneurship's about.
0: Right. So that's – so I would argue there. I agree with you, but I would argue there they're doing lifestyle marketing, meaning this is my no, they're lifestyle. Not. They're lying. If you, but they're lying. I believe they're that, I believe that in most renting, cases. They're
1: renting a car yes. for the day. And they're innuendoing that they own a $500,000 car, but they don't. They're asking their rich buddy to take $100,000 cash out of the bank and put it on a bed and then giving it back to him and then he or her. And then they're putting it back in the bank. Right. So I don't think they're selling lifestyle marketing. I think they're posing as a lifestyle marketer, just like I think some people pose as a wine expert.
0: Right. So, and I, I, I actually think I know exactly what you're talking about yep. and who. Yes. But we'll talk about that later. Well, the truth <laughs> is, the
1: truth is, I'm not, I'll be very blunt with you. I'm not referring to anybody. There are, t- there are thousands, tens of thousands of people selling this entrepreneurial lifestyle on Instagram and Snapchat right now.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And they're making money, which is a sad thing. Their, may, their main um, courses on how to do a business is, is basically based on them building a business of selling courses on how to do a business.
1: The number one thing I'm passionate about right now to separate the people that sell people on selling people and have never built an actual business versus somebody like Jason Fried or Tony Shea who built 37 Signals, who built you know who built uh, Zappos or Lazaro or you or me, we've built actual businesses. Right. I I have to believe I have to I have to believe that that is more valuable than somebody who teaches you how to create a ninety dollar ebook.
0: Well, I think. You've done a really great job of leveraging one thing from the other. So the wine, your knowledge about wine and yes. your, your family's wine store, you were able to leverage into the YouTube channel. Yes, and then the success of the YouTube channel, you were able to leverage into building VaynerMedia, which is how to do what I did—basically create content marketing to build the value of your business. Yes. So what's a what's you know when you started VaynerMedia? Media, yes. Were you scared like oh my god this is out of my like I know how, I knew how to do it for wine but now Pepsi wants help like. Were you nervous at that point?
1: No, because I have a huge ego mm. and I have enormous confidence and I'm not scared of anything when it comes to business. I'm scared. I was scared in high school to hit on pretty girls. I'm scared to take a – I'm scared to go snowboarding because I'm not good at it. I would never jump out of a plane. I'm scared to do drugs. Uh, I'm scared of a lot of things. I'm scared of bears in the wild. You know, I'm scared of getting in the ring with Evander Holyfield. Like, There's a lot of things I'm scared of. The only thing in the world I'm not scared of is anything to do remotely with something around business.
0: Well, what's a, what's a just to underline that a little? What's yeah. a failure you've had in business? Because we've all had in we've 2009 all failures. So
1: when I was leveraging from Wine Library TV to this new world, I started Vayner. 2009 is my greatest year and my worst year from a business and life standpoint. 2009 is the year my daughter Misha was born. Amazing. 2009 is the year Vayner Media started. Amazing. 2009 is the year Crush It came out. Amazing. What happened was in May of 2009, when Misha was born, when VaynerMedia was born, I went, I, what happened was I decided to transition out of running Wine Library and I was going to do other things. And think of me as somebody who was in a relationship for 20 years and got out of it. I wanted to hook up with every business in the world. Right, I literally started Vayner. I wrote Crush It and started building my brand. I started something called Obsessed TV where I was producing another video blog. It did not succeed, my fault, not Samantha Eddis' fault. I started Forest, a a designer, developer, social network. That was my fault, not Kyle's fault because I was the partner, even though he was the active partner, I innuendo that I would do more than I did. I started, I bought Corked, a wine social network, Facebook for wine. That was more my fault than Lindsay's fault. I innuendo that I would do more than I did for that business. Uh, I invested in a lot of things that weren't called Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr because now I was an investor. And that, after making three incredible investments out the gate, I made five or seven bad ones. So I basically, 2009, back half, six months of the back half of 09, I was like a fat kick, looking at a lot of cake, I was trying to eat all of it. And, uh, and I exposed myself of not being able to do all those things. And
0: how have you adjusted <clears throat> since to kind of – not that you can eliminate failures because I think that happens every day in oh, business. Oh, dude.
1: I'm in the business of micro failures. Well, I think I experimentation be, I, is very I, important. I, I do it all day long. I did seven major million-dollar agendas last year for VaynerMedia and only two won and five failed.
0: What do you mean? What's an ag- a million-dollar uh, agenda? We did,
1: VaynerMedia started doing sampling last year.
0: What's that? Like uh, surveying people?
1: No, no. Uh, you uh, – my, uh, Sour Patch Kids comes out with a new gum and we were going to empower digital sampling. So don't go to a football game and just give them out randomly. Spend the extra money to deliver it to people that actually want it and collect data and collect IP. Got it? Yeah. Uh, we started live events division. We would activate for you Pepsi and ABI and busch InBev. What does uh, it mean to activate? Uh, at Coachella, we would tell you the our idea and you would pay us hundreds of thousands of dollars to do the water balloon contest idea. Got it? Mm-hmm. Neither of those succeeded. The how did you that,
0: judge success on that?
1: We made money. Mm-hmm. And we're a business. That's how we judge it. They no, build, but I
0: mean how would you – like did they just not pay you for events or – No, or, we didn't
1: sell them well. Okay. The, we didn't build good infrastructure around it. I didn't support it well enough. The people that ran it had, you know, didn't do a good enough job because they had different ideas or different things. It didn't in, the organ didn't integrate into the body. Mm-hmm. Video and paid did. Paid media, us doing the buying for our brands on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, us doing video, producing videos that live on Facebook and YouTube. Those things succeeded massively. So, But I have on my P&L huge financial losses from those two, and I have gains from the other two. It's just a net-net game, James, and so is being an entrepreneur, period.
0: Well, well this brings yeah. to, to another question, which is, Everybody says if you have a business, you have to focus. But, but also the flip side of it is you also have to experiment. You have to constantly experiment every day. I think day. you have to
1: focus on offense. And too many times when people say you have to focus, they mean defense.
0: Okay, so – want so me to expand me, on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You have to focus. And, and by the
0: way, I want you to expand on that because you also say you know, that every day you're trying to figure out ways – To put myself go, out of business. To put yourself out of business. Yes. It sounds like defense.
1: No, no, it, what, it's actually unabridled, it's, it's the purest form of offense. What do I mean by that? Um, couple things. When people say you have to focus, what, it, what a lot of people interpret that as is don't innovate. That's how I say it, mm-hmm. focus. Hey, you do social media really well, Gary. Like you guys do, VaynerMedia started as a community management company. Focus would have been stay in wine become, open up 50 more stores in the wine business instead of going into the social media stuff, right? Focus means, focus means whatever's making you money right now, triple down on that. And what I say is be on the offense is and put yourself out of business is look how you're making money right now and think about the vulnerabilities around that.
0: Okay, so let's th- you, let's think about the vulnerabilities. Like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. that uh, media buying across social media is a, uh, has been working for you and Wh- digital. What if I do? What if I do media buying and I charge five percent? You know, over the cost of the media, and you might charge ten percent. Is that a way I'm going to put you out of business? Or... Absolutely not.
1: You can sell somebody Nike's mm-hmm. for three hundred bucks, or you can sell them private label sneakers at Walmart for forty cents. You mm-hmm. know, like show me the results. Like we have that happen. Clients say James's shop is now offering 5%. We're 10%. I'm like, good. What's your, what are you trying to make happen? Views sales. Let's do a bake off. I actually am quite crazy about competition. I would say in that scenario, you know what? First of all, James is a friend. I actually know him. So he might actually pull something off. Let's bring James to the party. You should actually hire James and let's do a bake off and let's find out if you can get more with mine Versus his, and is the 10% worth it versus the 5%?
0: By the way, I found that in the times I've – various businesses I've started, that the best technique for sales is to recommend your competitors 100%. So because then they then it builds – and not even in a bad way. Do it sincerely. It's trust. You know, yeah. And, and- then
1: meritocracy. I'm a meritocracist through and through. If you can do better for Pepsi than I can, then they should hire you.
0: So, okay. So it's from the book, yes. I gather the main themes. Like let's say I'm starting from scratch not only a business, but a career. Yes. You're, it seems like there's a, a, a direct uh, path, which is learn, then create a great content, then create community around that content, then have calls to action for people to buy. And that's what you've done really successfully with wine. Yes. You spent 10 years learning. Yes. You created content, which is the wine library. Then there's yes. a community around that. Yes. And then call to action, buy this wine. Yes. And you're honest about it every step of the way. Yes. And and, and the same thing with social media. That's how these, yes. these books come about. Yes. So what if somebody says, oh my God, that could take like 20 years though or 15 years. Like it took Gary took yes. 10 years to learn. Yes. How can I speed up the process?
1: I don't think anything valuable comes fast. And so I just think that my method is much more tried and true. There's a lot more of the Gary Vaynerchuk success story than the overnight 24 months, everything happened for you success story.
0: Right. So, so in a lot of the content marketing, I think the key is uh, establishing that trust so you can build communities. So, so, so the community goes from whatever they were at before to, oh no, here's the guy I can actually trust. And that involves a certain type of sincerity as opposed to here are the top 10 things you know need to know about wine you kind of have to start off with here's what i didn't know about wine now here's what i'm learning so how do you how do you kind of like break into sincerity because i think that is the real challenge for a lot of content marketers they're, they're still marketing I, I as think opposed that's to right. content. i
1: think that's right and i think you've got it pegged i think the north star has to be truth i mean it's it's quite simple
0: how do you know it for, for years like let's say someone starts out they might not have all the knowledge, but they don't know how do they know they're being sincere like where's the line what are what are the oh I think they I don't, know. I don't I don't think, think there's a I, technique I, for sincerity I don't, but
1: I, I don't I don't think you know look if you do not know what the truth or not the truth is within your own body of your own self, well then there's nothing I can do or you can do to help anybody I would say ninety nine percent of the people know the truth when you come out the gate and you're twenty three years old and you want to be a life coach, you know that you haven't lived life yet. It's not super complicated. Like like when you want to teach people how to make money at 23 because somebody who's 53 told you this is the quick way to make money, but you know that you've never made money, like you know that to be true.
0: So, you know, it's funny because the (laughs) the premise of your book is um, Ask Ivy. People ask you questions and because you've had so much experience, you've you've been able to answer them. I'm sure you've gotten this question a lot because I've gotten it a lot. Although I I didn't quite see it worded exactly like this in the book. People say... I'm 26 years old. I'm 27 years old. I, I haven't yet achieved success in life, but I really want to. What should I do? What's your answer to that?
1: Patience. And, but they don't have it. Then they'll lose. Yeah. Like, like to me, it's not super... Co- like, I addressed it directly. It's called the chapter on patience. Like, I really believe in it. You're right, they don't have it. That's why they won't win, James. Right. Like, James, do you know what the 1% earners in America make on average a year?
0: Uh yes, eight hundred and sixty-seven thousand a year.
1: Nope, four hundred thousand. Really? Yep. If you look it up right now, it's four hundred thousand. Uh, think about that. Funny and,
0: thing is, I looked it up this morning actually for a completely different reason. Is that true? <laughs> well, it's, I, I wonder. It, do you who look, knows? No, no, no.
1: It's an important. It's a. It's an important topic for me. That's why I'm asking. Did you? Do you know if you possibly? I want to know if I'm right. I, 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 I might not have had look, the right do source. Do you <laughs> think? Well, not that. Do you think? Um. Um. Do you think you might have done New York?
0: Uh, I don't know
1: because I think it's like here, I'm just going to go to it, right? So, like here's, top one percent earners. Right, here's the one percent on CNN Money, and I've looked at a bunch. They've got this little cute calculator, right? When you go to one percent, it's four hundred thousand. That's interesting.
0: Right?
1: You know, it's funny. Everybody who's listening right now, and I know my audience, and I know your audience, right? All like, right, at yeah. least somewhat, right? Yeah. I don't think they think it's you even think about where you're. Like, even, like even I didn't think I thought it was higher, like one percent. The one you're the 1% best in the number one market in the world for capitalism and it's 400,000. I think if a lot of people listening were grounded in that number instead of a million instead of more than that that they would become more patient. I think that we're selling them that they need to make ten million, a bil- Like kids are trying to build a billion dollar company because of Facebook.
0: Well, it's I agree, and so a lot of people think, oh, I've got an idea, I need venture capital, which yes, is, which is the wrong approach. Crazy. and and you didn't do that approach. Your nope. parents didn't do that approach. Nope. Like obviously they didn't re- raise venture capital for a wine store. No, so so it's just they built up, and you even mentioned in the book, cash is king. Yes, and. You also mentioned in the book, though, that go for you know build kind of quantity of customers with low margin items, so that you could then get them in the door to sell high margin items. I'm a fan of that. So, so does that come into conflict? Like the low margin ultimately well, doesn't no, give you a lot of cash.
1: Cash is king. Was some profit at all? Mm-hmm. You know, these kids that are building these companies that are funded are burning money. They're not making money. So, with VaynerMedia, I was giving away at five thousand dollars a month our services but my expenses were 4999 as long as i was profitable right then that was okay and then you can build momentum when I, when I say cash is king, it's like, look, the more money you have, the more you can invest back into the business and things of that nature. And so I definitely believe that most people are grossly underestimating um, what it takes to actually build a successful business in today's environment. And the kids that are listening that are in the VC world or trying to raise money, they don't realize, so many of them don't realize that they're giving up a percentage of their company, they're giving up control, and they're picking up bad behavior because they don't need to be profitable as quickly and that becomes a vulnerability.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the biggest problem actually is that they think they need to leave their jobs to start their business. Because <laughs> look, you're still working at the wine store well, that was when you whole, started yeah, Wine Library. That's the
1: whole theme of Crush It, right? 7 p.m. to 2 in the morning. Yeah. Like be... Pr- you know what it all comes down to. You've said it. And, a and, bunch there's, here. and there's
0: evidence of this, by the way. That the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones who didn't leave their jobs until their business was already profitable. Makes a ton of sense. Uh, their side business. They had a
1: real. They did it. The real. The, you know. I, it's so funny. You just said something that I was trying to say. The whole theme. By of, the
0: way, I'm going to interrupt you all the time because I know I you're same, a big interrupter. By the way,
1: I'm a huge. I'm super into it. Uh, it actually, makes me feel more comfortable. All right. I good. don't like the pace of like you ask, I answer. Yeah. I, like let's keep interrupting the whole time. Anybody who's listening and has a feel on us is going to enjoy it more anyway. Um. It's practicality, brother. This book's only other title could have been called Practicality: The Blueprint for Entrepreneurship.
0: Well, okay, so let's take a look at that. So, I'm in the cubicle at I'm um, a marketing manager for Crest Toothpaste yes. and I'm like sick of it yes. and I want to break out. Yes. I I in, in you know, incomes are going down. Yes. I'm worried about my job yes. cuz they're outsourcing everything yes. to China. Yes. What what should I start to do The or first look thing at? you should
1: do is you shouldn't have fucking watched House of Cards this entire fucking Saturday. That's the first thing you should do. Okay. And and when I say that rant... I think I'm, I did
0: that actually this Saturday. Great, but guess
1: what? You've won a little bit already. <laughs> right. You, you've you earned your chance. You're not complaining. If you complain, and by the way, you can make 20000 a year and not be complaining. So this is not about how much success you've had. This is complaining. This is, oh, woe is me. I'm in this cubicle. You're complaining to yourself. And right. even worse, and I know you guys, you're complaining to others. Your spouse, your girlfriend, your brother, your mom. If you were complaining, the first thing that has to happen is the elimination of Madden, the softball team, you know, house of cards, any, you know, like playing game, like leisure, Leisure is what you give up to build, to have the audacity to build your life that you want. So, if you didn't watch House of Cards for thirteen hours this weekend, it would have given you thirteen hours to map out what you're gonna do to get out of that job at Crest. I mean, this is a big deal, James. I know it's a big fucking deal. So, step. Do you know why D Rock's following me right now? Because I want to show everybody that I work 18 goddamn hours a day.
0: So by the way, I just to mention just what you referred to. So D-Rock works <sighs> with you. He videotapes you from morning to night. Yes. And then you put that out every day?
1: No, we, we thought we were going to, which is why it's called Daily V. But And even though D-Rock is the hardest court hustler and we'll go edit at 2 in the morning, we just can't. We're just a, a two-band show and really most of the work's on him. So, But we're putting out two or three times a week.
0: Now, uh is there a danger of burnout? Like you're, you're, you're maybe you know, for you Rock, but you not mentioned for me. you work 19 not hours a day, me. five days a week or Let six days a week.
1: There is a danger. Nothing over the last 20, let's see, 40. Nothing over the last 28 years has indicated it. And one of the biggest reasons I got really healthy mm-hmm. was a heart attack at 42, or you know that kind of scare could have been the prerequisite for me to do that. So I'm really focused on my health. I'm. Unbelievably mentally happy. Um, I communicate. What quite, does that mean? Um, if nothing good happens for me financially or notoriety starting right now, ever again, if this is my apex, this is it. This is the biggest and best financial and brand and awareness and notoriety and admiration that I ever have. I'm unbelievably okay with it. Equally, I think I'm a piece of crap and I've got enormous places to go.
0: Why do you think you're a piece of crap?
1: Because I'm hungry because I feel like there's so much more in me, because I think I'm all time. I really do.
0: Okay, so now, so back to the- <laughs> This is getting
1: dark. <laughs> but well, it's true, it's true. And we'll true. get to that, we'll get and, to that,
0: because you- This is
1: why you're such a you, soothing character, you, you get the real stuff out of me.
0: But you could be hungry without feeling like a piece of crap also. Do you well, think- Well, it drives me. Do you think, me. I, I, I think anxiety I, James, drives someone? I'll be someone? honest with
1: you, I think I sabotage myself and come off real hard, because I like being doubted. I like that there's 15% of the people listening right now that aren't liking me right now in this interview, that I'm coming at it too hard. I like that. I, I'm intrigued by that because I like to I like to earn them back. I love the climb. I love the journey. I love losing. You should see my face after we lose pickup basketball games when I play with my homies and my employees every morning. It's such a high because I know we get to play the next one and I'm ready. Like, I love it. I love climbing the mountain. The journey is so much more rewarding to me than the, the actual. My wife has a funny joke with me. When we land, land, like, You know, like the plane lands and bounces a little bit in like a trip when it's just the two of us, a vacation, right? I look at her and I go, that's a sour face, everybody. Because the second the vacation starts is the second I don't like it as much. I like the week before. I live for the anticipation. I'm quite, like I like flirting more than hooking up. Like I love the chase. I love the game.
0: So okay, so 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 let's get back to the woman or the man sitting in the cubicle. Yes, they eliminate Johnny House of Crest. Cards. Yeah, Johnny Crest. He eliminates House of Cards. Eliminates a softball game. He's ready to go. What's next?
1: Self awareness, and it's why you know, as you see on the cover, one entrepreneur's take on you know leadership, social media, and self awareness, and in a lot of other words, but self awareness bubbled up to the core title. I believe that self awareness is the single best number one attribute anyone could ever be gifted with and, that, and better than being good looking better and, than being super smart self-awareness
0: what what does that entail though because people don't really know if they're self-aware or not
1: yeah I, the truth is this is kind it's of a constant journey it's funny and it's a and it's kind of where i cut off i know i talk emphatically and with enormous bravado of the things I understand and I hedge and punt things I don't understand. I'm very comfortable in admitting that I don't know the science behind self-awareness. I don't know the anthropology or psychology around it. I don't know how it's taught. I just know it's the thing, right? I just know it's the absolute thing. When you know what you're good at and what you're bad at, if, you know, James, I think, you know, your self-deprecation to me, the way you roll from afar, indicates enormous self-awareness. When you understand yourself, you're able to navigate the world.
0: But let me ask you a question. So Please. a lot, a lot of these things, awareness, are kind of okay. What am I good at? What am I bad at? Yes. What do I want out of life? But there could there be a deeper level in the sense that, like you, you write up constantly about how okay, I want a long term, and I'm patient for that. You said this. I'm patient for this. I want to buy the New York Jets. That's yes. like uh, uh, you say that everywhere. Yes. So now. Could self-awareness be, hey, even if I don't buy the New York Jets, I'm still going to be happy? Or could you be setting yourself up for a long-term fall and disappointment by being too aware of the fact that you want to buy the Jets? So I think the Jets – Could you (laughs) change goals to to be more self-aware?
1: I know that what drives me professionally and as an entrepreneur is the journey of buying the New York Jets. If I buy the New York Jets or not, not only – even if I amass the $10 billion of net worth to be able to do it, I might not pull it off. Woody Johnson may sell it to somebody else. He, you know, his, when he, when and if he passes away, and I'm old and ready to do it, he, you know, his family may do something else with it. Like I don't know. Like th- to me, I really want it. I'm focused on it. My behavior is predicated on it. I sold a piece of VaynerMedia to Stephen Ross, the owner of Dolphins, because it got me into the football family. Like mm. I'm making decisions because of it. I know what my North Star is, but I won't be crippled if I don't pull it off because I know there's so ma- – I'm self-aware enough to know there's so many you know, other variables that will be part of the equation.
0: So, so do you think goal setting is good as a driving force or – It is for me mm-hmm.
1: and I'm self-aware enough to know that it is for me. I'm self-aware enough to know that I want to work hard for something big. I'm self-aware enough to know that I like losing. So if I don't pull it off, that will be what I talk about. You know, so, like
0: So what's the – Like so again, Johnny Crest, how does he become uh, more self-aware? The only, how, how, the is o- it like the an only, assessment? Yeah, or? the
1: only thing I figured out – I'm sure there's people that want to sell people on their assessments. I don't know. The one thing I do think has worked and I've talked about this and I've gotten emails that it has worked. This is my only hack on this is to do some sort of crazy zen retreat where – and you know if that goes somewhere, this is actually a weird conversation. You round up the eight people that are closest to you. So Johnny Crest – Goes to his work wife and what a work wife is for people that don't work in corporate America is Johnny Crest when he was an intern came in with Susan Crest and they were just fresh out of school and they were friends and they've been working at Crest together for 15 years and they're just friends Mm and they're work husband and wife, right? I would go to her. I would go to his actual wife. I would go to his grandparents, his mother his single best friend from third grade, his fraternity brother, and I would get them all together and I would have a two hour conversation and the first hour and a half is completely predicated on Johnny Crest saying to his mom or to his best friend, hey, I'm ready for a life change. I need something from you and it's gonna be very hard on you. I want you to tell me everything you think you're, that I'm good at and what you think I'm bad at and the truth is I don't think you're gonna tell me the truth because you love me and so you're gonna hedge So I'm giving you permission now to say things that you think may end our friendship or our relationship because in this one moment, I'll be okay with it because I'm using the data to make my life happier. And even though my feelings will be hurt when you say I'm lazy or I'm not that talented or I'm awkward socially, it's okay because this is the one moment in time where I need it. So you spend an hour and a half, and it may take you longer, it might take you months to actually get that person into that safe zone. And then you leave 30 minutes if you get there fast for any questions And then you do the assessment and you take the data from these eight to 10 people and you finally, for the first time in your life, Johnny crest decide you don't live life hoping and wishing you were something you start for the first time in your life, actually deciding what you are and navigating around that.
0: So so okay so Johnny Crest does this and people tell him oh you you've you've played it safe for too long yes that's a good one you you have too much you you know you watch how binge watch House of Cards you yes. go out late at night yes. on Thursdays yes. whatever so now he starts to change he's like okay they're right I want to do uh, I want to uh, do bigger and better things in my life what's next what's the what's the next practical step because that's a good practical step well,
1: well I actually think the next practical step is pretty interesting I think that at that point Johnny Crest wants to decide if he wants to go for it or not. Because I actually think eight out of 10 times, Johnny Crest, after that process, takes a step back and says, you know what? I like getting drunk with my buddies on Thursday night. And I like house of cards. I think it's kind of cool. And he may then realize, huh, I'm actually okay. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be Mark well, Zuckerberg. Well, let's say he's not. Okay, he well, then he's not. Then he decides what I think, back to Crush It, he tries to build a business around something he loves. Because if he does that, it won't be work.
0: And how do, you, how do you find – and you, you address this a little in the book, but how do you find – most people don't know what they love. They're, they do. are confused. That's
1: not true. They, because you
0: knew. You had a great no, sense. No, no, wine, no, no. Jets, I understand. Family. But I, I didn't
1: love wine. I loved entrepreneurship. My parents mm. had a liquor store. I backed into it. Johnny's now 38. Did we make him 38?
0: Let's make him 38. Johnny's
1: now 38. <laughs> and Johnny watches NASCAR every weekend. Johnny does mixed martial art. Like Johnny has to look at what he does when he's not working and build a business around that.
0: Let's say he watches House of Cards every weekend. So, so let's he does other things. Him.
1: I don't think that's a good one. Okay, but but it could be. By the way, if that is it. Maybe he becomes a social commentator on television in a 2017 world. Maybe what Johnny does is becomes the modern day Siskel and Ebert for television and makes 89,000, let's say Johnny, 15 years at Crest, let's say Johnny makes $213,000 a year, right? Like- what he has to do is decide that is he willing to make $87,000 a year but be a shitload happier and downsize his home or not go on as many vacations. These are choices, my man.
0: You know, it's funny because it reminds me of uh, – and you you, you you might know this guy because he's involved with sports and football. But Matt Barry, who's the fantasy sports guy on ESPN. Good friend. He um, –
1: I am he, familiar.
0: Yeah, you know he he had, was a great screenwriter, yes. but gave it all up yes. to basically blog for like hundred bucks a post on fantasy sports, and yep. now he's the ESPN there's sports the commentator. Yeah, yes. So, so that's a good example.
1: And by the way, there's a lot of and Mike, there
0: were there were no fantasy sports bloggers then at all.
1: And James, there's so many people that didn't make it as big as him. This is back to the four hundred thousand dollar club. Do you know how many people email me every day from Crush It and say I read it, it inspired me, and now I have a pottery business that makes 88k 88k james here's the punchline: they were making 75k let me phrase i'll give you a different one they were making 100k but they're home every day they see their kids they've lost 20 pounds they're happy if they want to take a four-day vacation they can like this is we have to get we have to let me stay here i'm sorry because yeah. i gotta get this off i was this about so, to interrupt you, i know you are we're but, you and stay this, there. And this is a big one for me man we have to re program, rebrand and relook at entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is freedom. It doesn't mean making a million dollars. It means freedom. Doing what you want to do when you want to do it is much more valuable than giving up thirty thousand dollars because you can't buy a bigger TV. So
0: so this is a great point because you talk in the book of uh, this very powerful metaphor. Uh, you you know spend time in the clouds and spend time in the dirt. So yes. the clouds is kind of the, the big picture, and that's a, a related to the self awareness. Yes. What do I want to do? What are the yes. overall broad t- uh, ways? The I'll blueprint, my life right? Like so the religion,
1: on. the way up there.
0: And the dirt is in the weeds, being a tra- being, executing,
1: being a practitioner.
0: So now we're going to get into the into the dirt of this question. Okay, you're, you're Johnny Crest. Yes, you, you've you've changed your blueprint. You've listened to everybody, and and you found what you love.
1: UFC. You want to be. You want to win. In, let's use UFC. You want to win in UFC.
0: Okay, you want to win in the UFC. But I'm, I actually, I want to use okay, a different one. House, okay, go ahead. I want to use the Jets. Okay. So let's say someone just loves the Jets. Let's do it. Okay, because you haven't done this. No, you, I have you, not. You, you, now, I want. I love the Jets. It's the only thing I love. Absolutely. Let me give you
1: some crazy practitioner advice. Okay. This is going to blow your mind. You're going to be blown away by what I'm okay, about to say. Okay, good. <laughs> do you know this? Do you know that if you buy stuff on eBay and resell it on Amazon – that there's a VIG right now in the marketplace supply and demand curve and you could probably make $50,000 a year just buying and selling Jet stuff from eBay and then reposting it on Amazon. I did and not know that. Cool, there you go. Oh. For everybody who's listening, I literally, if you're willing to work 18 hours a day on this, which means you're sitting on your computer, your phone, and you're following things on eBay and you're buying them, and then you they ship to you or you repost them and you ship it there and use the Amazon marketplace and you resell them on a VIG, I bought this Jets jersey for $18. I list it for $24.99 on Amazon.
0: And it, how will you drive? How will people find you just searching? Just Amazon, Amazon. search? Hmm.
1: Supply and demand of attention. Hmm. The number one thing I live on. And let's say... But stick with me how okay. wild this is. I just literally... And this is just straight up true. And, I, and you'll see comments in social that this is true. This is true. That if you want to do this for 18 hours a day... And by the way... Everybody's listening right now. We've got some people hanging out out there and they're smiling. It's interesting, right? Like if you really love rock and roll, isn't it fun to just listen to rock and roll, go on eBay, buy rock and roll memorabilia and t-shirts and buy it and then repost it on, on, on Amazon and make $10 profit. And like today you made $90 tomorrow, you made it 400 and you're gonna get better at it. You're gonna get better at it. I literally just gave everybody an absolute real life blueprint on an arbitrage that exists in our society in America right now that is probably a minimum if you really work 18 hours a day a 40,000 35,000 even if you're kind of average $35,000 profit business now for a lot of people that's not enough but that's year one. I think by year two or three, most people listening right now, if they 're talented, especially in if they 're a little bit of a marketer if they really understand the Jets or really understand Rolling Stones or really understand UFC or really understand Pokemon, that they will really be able to get to a hundred thousand dollars in profit by year three
0: well let 's talk about you know you, again you say uh, in your path to career success is learn and then content marketing so it's not just
1: Correct. So Not
0: you, just well, doing the eBay, Amazon well, arbitrage. Because you're smart. Because you're then smart. Then start blogging. Are you and, kidding?
1: Of course. Now, right. you're, Of course. Now you're getting paid $5,000 to show up at Pokemon Con. Now you're writing a guide on Pokemon. Now you're selling T-shirts. And you should keep
0: pointing people to your Amazon seller's page. You got it, man. As opposed to the eBay page where it's being it, sold.
1: Man. You got it, man. Now, putting yourself out of business. Let's go through Johnny Crest's career. He listened to the James show. He couldn't believe it. He did it. Holy crap. He meals both of us in 3 years. He goes, "You guys, you guys are un- I'm going to buy 100 copies of both of your upcoming seventh books cuz your podcast James and Gary your advice. You did it." And then the arbitrage closes between eBay and Amazon. Right. Then people then everybody listened to this podcast and everybody's doing it. Right. And the market breaks. That's putting yourself out of business. That's recognizing in year two when you're making 64000 and you're super happy that you need to start blogging and start a podcast Whoa. or start Pokemon Con and be in event marketing because you're going to become vulnerable to that being the only revenue stream.
0: Well, look at, look at your own example where content marketing – again, on the wine library actually led to other opportunities for you, not only led to VaynerMedia, but then VaynerMedia led to other opportunities, which is all the investments you've made, you know, based on contacts you've had through VaynerMedia. So it seems like you're always leveraging am, the thing you're doing I'm practical, to the next thing. Because
1: I'm scared. I'm practical. I don't want to. And this is what, uh, listen, the only advice I've ever given in my life, James, I'm super undereducated. I was a DNF student in high school. I've read like four fucking books. I went to Mount fucking Ida College. Like, I'm not an educated man. I own, I'm very emotionally educated. And the only advice I ever give is predicated on things I've already done. I only give advice based on my reality.
0: Well, it's funny because then, so after the content marketing for you, and this is what you mentioned in your first book, Crush It!, but you also bring it straight up through this book, Ask Gary Vee, is community, the importance of community and and. You have, I think you have extra energy. It's one thing to write every day or, or make a YouTube video every day, but then you take that next step, which is responding to the people in your community every yes. day. And how, how, what big, what percentage of that is important for? You know, building the business and the brand and so on.
1: For me, it was very big. It's what I had. I had time in 2009 and 10 and 11. and I used it to my advantage and I also day trade attention. What does day trading attention means? It means you're always looking for the white space. So in a world where there was all these other experts that had been business experts before me, when Twitter came along, I knew that I was willing to interact with people and they weren't. And what's been crazy is as my brand has ascended and as I've gotten bigger, I still do it. Because I think it's the white space. I think most people don't interact. I don't
0: understand what does white space mean.
1: Uh, White space I refer to in, in business terms means what's everybody else doing that nobody's doing. Do that thing that nobody's doing if you believe it's valuable. I believe that it was valuable for me to say hi to Dale Cruz and say hi to Lorenzo and to Johnny Thompson. Right, like I thought that was valuable. That made a bigger connection with us that led to success. And 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 by the way, I'm never upset when I put out 190 shows of Ask Gary V for free, right? Put out daily V for free, answer questions for free, do you know? Do all my content for free, and then I've done all these things for Ricky McGee, and then when the book comes out and I ask and they buy zero copies, it doesn't even bother me. This is where people struggle. One of the things that I think that people misunderstand with the jab 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 right hook philosophy: give give give, and then ask. Most people think it's give, 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 and then take. Got it?
0: Ask. Well, I remember – it's funny because I remember the night the Thank You Economy came out. Yes. the – you know, your book yes. there. It was your second book or yes. third book was now? My sec- um, yeah, third book ahead. after the yeah, wine. Yeah, you book. got it. Good um, job, James, following I, the narrative. I remember you were on Twitter and you were constantly asking people to buy. Yes. You were like directly addressing yes. each person, asking them to yes. buy. And then you were even like meta commenting, like, do you guys see what's happening? Because you yes. were like addressing the Amazon yes. rank. Yes. Uh, you know, it was like all night you were yes. at it. So that was your ask after like all the comments. I'm
1: very comfortable going in mm. for the right hook. Mm. I'm a businessman. Like, I'm very comfortable asking for the business. I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable to reach out to you and say, hey, I'd love to be on the show. I also know that I've been on the show. Like, you would be stunned what would have happened if you're like, hey, man, like, I don't know, like, you, you weren't on that long ago. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Like, that's, like, that's your, like, nothing phases. I, I'm such a believer in the market is the market is the market even at my own expense, that I don't have the gene inside of me of being upset when somebody lets me down or doesn't do a favor or I did so much for them and then they didn't do a little. I mean, there's somebody right now that popped to mind. I literally got them into a huge investment. They made millions of dollars. Millions, James. I've got that. I helped them get a CFO. I helped, literally helped a relative get a job. Like the person's been asking, man. I, I asked for the book here. I don't know, seven copies? I mean, like, you know, strangers are buying 25.
0: Uh, I bought 100. We're I, giving away 100. Correct.
1: I've, I've done for this person 100 times more stuff than I've done for you. I mean, so like, but, but am I crippled? I'm not. It's stunning how that navigates through my mind. What it does is I want to do right by you because of your good. I'm not capable of quantifying negatives. I brush off my losses, I don't even give them the respect they deserve. I, I hate negative energy. The reason culture is very good at VaynerMedia is I'm crippled by negative energy. If somebody So how do you how do
0: you get rid of negative energy? I
1: fire it. And then if somebody As soon as you
0: see it or you get No,
1: I've got to be calculated. Sometimes it mm-hmm. takes six months, sometimes it takes a year. It depends on what piece it is in a the puzzle. There's much bigger macro kind of dynamics involved in the decision making. But on the, when I decide that it's negative, at that moment it's done. It may take a year for it to manifest itself with friends, with business opportunities, with founders that I don't like the way they're navigating me or other board members. Like once I decide it's over. I may take my time. I'm not the kind of, I'm not the person like my dad that would confront you right in your face and go, you're a fuck face. I'm out of here and get up and leave and that's the end of the relationship. That's not my tact.
0: I guess for me, I don't I don't quite do either. I just sort of eliminate and never talk to them again.
1: I don't confront and I don't take my time. You know time. what's funny? I used to be that way too. There was a girlfriend that I broke up with that I literally hid in the closet of my dorm room because I didn't want to deal with confrontation. I've matured. On my I, I need to
0: mature. I've
1: matured <laughs> in my ability to deal with confrontation. Um, And I would tell you my little brother helped me with that. I think AJ has a good tact uh, and that rubbed off on me over the last seven years. I think there's some general just growing up that happened and I finally stopped being egotistical. Here's what I mean by that. I used to think that they were better off staying in my ecosystem versus the alternative and I realized me not believing in them was even though maybe I thought they were better off with me because I didn't believe in them and I thought in the real world they'd get eaten up. The truth is, once I made that decision, there was nothing good for them to be in my world either. And so I've come to learn that too.
0: So I wanna get into the into the dirt a little more as just a final Please. a final approach here. Yeah. So so Johnny Crest uh, loves the Jets, makes content about the Jets, does this eBay? Are Amazon you gonna arbitrage... real quick before
1: you go there, are you gonna put the is the title of the show gonna be like Johnny Gary Vee and Johnny Crest?
0: <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it might be. Go it ahead. Be. Johnny Crest. So 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 he's he's doing all the steps. He's he's built the community, he's doing the calls to action. Um, now really in the dirt, he wants to drive people directly to Amazon and I usually you know, before
1: you go there, mm-hmm. there's a couple things I want to add. Cause sure. Because one of the things that I love that you're doing, and this is why it's so fun to go on these tours, you go on so many, you're always scared that you're going to say the same thing. Cause you know, so many people are listening to all seven of these podcasts. You're doing such a great thing for everybody in your audience right now. Cause we're getting very practical.
0: Very practical. And I yes. love it.
1: So let's talk about a couple of things. We talked about the eBay thing. There's a couple of things that I want Johnny Crest to do in parallel. I want him to create his Twitter account. Twitter, even though is struggling, and it is, still has a big advantage over every other platform. Johnny Crest can absolutely type in Pokemon or Rock and Roll or UFC in Twitter search and see other people talking about it, and I want him to engage with those people. I also want him to tweet at Dana White and the creator of Pokemon and PikachuGirl47, that's the number one influencer on Twitter, and start creating these relationships on social because it's part of the narrative. So cool. I just wanted to give another practical advice. Twitter search, searching people, and engage Twitter search Mm -hmm. Instagram no because people are not reading their Instagram comments if somebody's engaging in Twitter they will see that you're reaching out to them now Pikachu go 47 may say I'm not talking to Johnny Crest but if you do it 12 times sometimes they'll think you're a creeper but once in a while they'll start you know rewarding you on that tenacity and you start building relationships and try to build in value don't hit up Pikachu 47 and say hey Pikachu 47 tell everybody about my Johnny Crest Amazon account you know try to build a relationship try to bring them value when Pikachu watch Pikachu 47 and when P- Pikachu girl 47 says that she needs something and you happen to be in that town be like I got you bring value first
0: right well okay so so now to- I think that's right. great advice cool. totally in the weeds yep and and I don't even normally go this much in the weeds cause no I, think I get it's it too, too it, practical it, it, but you know that you're too... dealing.
1: But you know you were here with a real fucking practitioner
0: but if things are too specific they, they're not as evergreen they don't I they get might it. not last I like get a year it. from now but so so I have stuff on Amazon yes and Amazon you have to do lot- nothing.
1: You have to do nothing. That advice I gave you, you have to do nothing. I know what you're doing right now, and you're right. Normally, you have to figure out how to throw the right hook and what are the tactics. Ironically, the reason I gave everybody my best piece of advice for the quickest $1, $100,000 a year that you can make is Amazon's so big and search is so efficient on Amazon that you will just fucking win.
0: So you don't have to buy ads directing people to Amazon? Uh, I would. What about- I would okay. buy
1: Amazon ads within Amazon. But I'm also Would you worried- buy Facebook ads? Yes, I would. you recommend Facebook yes, I would. I would. Facebook yes, over Amazon? No. In, an Amazon, in the execution that we just talked about, I would buy Amazon ads for Amazon within Amazon. But I will say this. The reason I'm not talking about ads is I want to be really practical. We're talking about Johnny Crest. Johnny went from making $200,000 a year, he's got a little bit of savings, and he's taking this leap of faith because fucking James and Gary told him to, and I'm scared, and I want him to win. So I don't want him to do anything other than spend 18 hours a day trading, buying stuff and selling stuff. By the way, he also on Saturday can take his you know he used to on Saturday have to make a deck for the big presentation to Walmart on Monday now he can take Ricky Ricky Crest Ricky Crest is 6 years old hasn't seen dad that much because dad's trying to win the corporate gig and he's taking Ricky Crest garage sailing because now he understands the market and he doesn't have to pay the big on Amazon he, on eBay excuse me he's now buying some Pokemon or UFC stuff for a quarter and a dollar and he spent 100 bucks spent 7 hours with his kid and made an $8,000 or $800 or $190 arbitrage on that day.
0: So this is all great advice, and it's and obviously we, you gave one specific example. Yes. eBay, Amazon. I'm sure there's many other types of businesses, and so on. And you address. There are. Some you of them.
1: listen. There's a. Let me give you some quick ones because I sure. think you did a good thing here too. I know people that became the mustard personality and are doing well, and now mustards are supporting them. Right. Kid, how
0: how are they selling mustard?
1: Uh they became the mustard guy, right? They were talking about mustard a whole lot and eventually mustards reached out to them and say, Hey, can you we'll give you free mustard? And that was cool at first because it was just this and that. And now mustards pay him, you know, five thousand dollars a month to be their consultant on social media around mustard and then other mustards pay him for product placement. That's how.
0: Okay. All right. So so look, just to <laughs> just to end this, because yeah. I think Ask Gary V is a great book. You've given great advice in this, you've been giving great advice on this podcast. I literally want to ask a stupid question, which is When's the last time you cried? Because you seem like so motivational and inspirational. You're doing all these great, That's a great things. question. When's the last time you took a step back and said, "Oh my God, I'm sad about something"? Because <laughs> it almost seems like you're on hyperdrive.
1: The last four or five times I've cried in my life, I've I, I've basically the last five times I've cried in my life have been on the passing of Liz's, Lizzie's two grandmas, my uncle. I've only cried at funerals. The last time I cried about something besides a funeral, and I'm really kind of going through my Rolodex here because I want to answer a true question. I cried very hard in uh, in uh, 1998, September of 1998, when Garrison Hurst broke off a 99-yard run touchdown against the Jets in overtime and the Jets lost a heartbreaker in the opening game against the 49ers and I cried so hard you couldn't even imagine. What
0: about in a business context? Let's say never, if someone never, screwed never. you never. over. The or... biggest
1: thing that ever got me close to crying. Or was anger. Anger a lot. <laughs> I'm angry all the time. I'm angry every day. I'm angry at every employee that works for me right now at VaynerMedia that doesn't get how great it is of what we're doing and they think that something is bad. Uh, I got, I used to get a very emotional and struggled quite a bit with when states would shut down wine library from shipping. That would happen back in the day as those laws were getting figured out. And that would be Texas in the book. book. So that's tough, right? That brought me, that made me go to sleep early. Once when Texas shut down, I went to sleep at 5 PM. I drove home. I didn't, I'm, I believe that I'm the leader and I believe that when you're the leader, you need to absorb all the pressure at your level. And you can't let it trickle down to anybody below you. And so very rarely in business do I ever feel overwhelmed. But that day I did. Because, you know, it's just tough to lose $3 million overnight. Like, it's just tough. And I was just sick of it. it was, oh, I was done, right? And so I uh, I went home because I didn't want anybody at Wine Library to see my being uh, upset.
0: And then how do you bounce back from that?
1: I slept and I woke up and I was ready to go.
0: Hmm.
1: That's just really what happened.
0: So, so uh, final thing. You 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 mentioned you don't read a lot of books, but obviously you have a lot of knowledge about uh, all different aspects of business. Yes. What are your sources of information? Like, what are five sources people should should check out? People. But you have the ability to just call up anybody. Like you call up Jack Welch, and he comes on your podcast. Yes, but
1: that's not what I do. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean hit up Jack Dorsey or hit up you know Evan Spiegel or these kind of things. Two guys I don't know super well. Just for context, Uh, you know, uh, I mean I watch people. I mean, when I go to the airport tomorrow to go to St. Louis, I will spend my 30 minutes before I get on the plane, A, watching what people are saying on every social network, and B, watching what everybody's doing while they're sitting there. I mean, like, what's
0: an example where watching what someone Snapchat, was doing? Snapchat.
1: I was early on Snapchat because I noticed that young kids were on Snapchat long before tech started writing about it. Like as a matter of fact, I actually think I'm going to go to jail one day. I actually almost actually I had my first encounter. I had a father think that I was being super inappropriate with his 14 year old daughter because I was like checking out what she was doing on the phone, and I guess he thought I was checking her out. He uh, thought I was some sicko.
0: Probably you were a little bit. No, no I wasn't.
1: I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. If she was 20, but not not 14. Um. And so you know, um. So I watch people's behavior. That is my number one learn. That's what I do for a living. I do that a lot. I watch it very seriously.
0: Well, Gary, thanks so much for all this advice. Oh, I'll give you another one. I yeah. want to do some
1: more. Always check out the Apple App Store's top 140 free apps ranking because you'll see things emerging like musically right now. Like most people who are listening don't know what musically is, but it's a social network that's emerging and it shows it on the ranks. And then the other. Then what would you do
0: with that information? I would
1: download musically. I would look at what people are doing there. I would learn. I'm a, I watch behavior clouds. It's very up here, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, forty-five-year-old women at bars at night are now taking selfies. That's interesting because that was only thirteen-year-old girls five seconds ago. I need to dig into this data. Then I put my analysts or people of that. I'm like, get me some data on this. Like, I start really. I have intuitions. Then I use my teammates to form stronger, more rounded opinions. Um, so the app store is very important to me. I also think there's things like Jason Hershorn's email list, right? Media ref and and there's product hunt and there's tech meme and there's nuzzle. I think there's some nice apps out there that can help people curate content. And then there's the people like you who are putting together some of the best business podcasts in the world and what guests are you bringing on and that's information for people. This is not how I consume information. I consume it through watching people but I know ninety-nine percent of people do consume information.
0: Well Gary, thanks so much. I do think people should consume more information through hashtag AskGaryVee. On a serious B.
1: note, I want this from you. I'm curious. I, and I feel sure. like you have a very good read on me. Yeah. We know each other very well. Yeah, it's your and second read, get,
0: second visit on the podcast. Right. We've known it. each other a while. We've been in some th- of the same deals yeah. together. That's
1: exactly right. Is there anything from this book that – was there anything uh, uh-huh or oh, I'm glad – like what was, the, what was the outlier of the book, if anything? And if there's nothing, that's fine too. I'm think, just curious for myself with your North Star, what's, what happened in this book that, uh, that I can use to learn from?
0: I I think two things. I think the clouds versus dirt metaphor were was very important. I don't think most people realize that. Uh I think it's a good model to think about starting a business. I think the uh pathway which I kind of had to put together from the book as yeah. opposed to being outlined the pathway yes. of learning, content, community, call to action yes. uh is very important. Like I think that's a a headline of the book. Uh and I think um you know, being very uh, serious about how you approach sincerity and authenticity in your content marketing. Too many people focus on the marketing and not the content part of that equation. So I think that's very important. Also the fact that seeing, and again, this is a meta comment, seeing you in action in the book, uh, uh, how you're able to easily answer this wide variety of questions that comes from knowledge and experience and people should learn from that aspect as well. So that last
1: part's important to me. Guys, for everybody who's listening, there's very few people that are winning at a very high level that don't have a skill set that not only that either came natural and they worked on or they just worked on and maximized, you know, their thing in that world. I just, we're just not patient and we're really impatient in America and we've become stunningly impatient at the 20 year old level, 20 to 35 year old level around entrepreneurship. I, mean, I
0: think those people see so many um you know like twenty two year olds making a billion dollars getting, but they don 't facebook they don't
1: there's only like three of them right. there's instagram there's snapchat, there's uber like there's nine hundred thousand other people that are about to go out of business, be in debt, have a bad reputation for not being somebody who can build a business, like burn bridges. And we are not talking about the other thing. And and I'm going to get a little bit deep here to close it. One of the reasons I want to get all this more grounded in practicality and hope that I can be as a personality in the space, get others to start talking about this. We are not talking about depression and suicide and other very important issues in entrepreneurship because these kids are getting told it's so easy and everybody can do it. And then they think they're losers. And it's important, man. Like 99% of these businesses are not going to succeed.
0: Well, even look at your tra- at yours and my track record of investing. You know, most businesses just Fail. don't work out. You could exactly be an expert right. in every way. I thought Yo
1: Bongo was going to be the biggest app of all time.
0: Well, and also, also let's look at the sin of omission. You and I both didn't invest in Uber.
1: That's right. I <laughs> so invested in the next round. I talk about – tr- let's talk about you. – I'll go further than that. I acknowledge Travis and crush it. Two years before Uber, the only person in the world that I acknowledged in my book, besides my family, my first business book, was the CEO of Uber and I passed on Uber twice in the angel round, leaving $200 million on the table. But you know, so like look, I want people to understand that if you make $180,000 a year in your business selling t-shirts off of your Instagram account, you are really doing a nice job. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to my calculator, James, here. as you Why don't you come up with something clever to say right now because I really <laughs> want to look this up. <laughs> how like, do you I'm sell
0: $180,000 worth of T-shirts on Instagram?
1: Real quick, uh, uh, very easily.
0: You, put, you can put a link in. Ready? Right, here's where you buy if them.
1: If you sell $180,000 a year, you're in the top 6%. Like, do you know how special that is? Uh, you, you know, you create a meme kind of Instagram account. You caught Pater. You were on Instagram a little bit early. You know, Fuck Jerry gave you a shout out or something. You got like 100,000 people following you. You've been hacking. You've been smart about putting out content with 25 hashtags because hashtags is the practitioner way to be discovered inside of Instagram. You had a viral post that got you going. Uh, you know, your buddy's dating a, a model and she gave you a shout out and she had 80,000 followers and you got a little bit of a, and now you have a little base and you went to Tee Public and created a t-shirt around it and you posted something on Instagram and 87 people bought it. And it started your journey. Yeah. That's how.
0: All right, good. You've given us so many different (laughs) business models. We've we've talked about everything. So, Gary, everybody go out and buy hashtag AskGaryV. We're giving away 100 copies. Uh, We'll give you information on how to get it. There's one final thing, James. I'm sorry. I'm just I just just like you so much. I don't want to leave.
1: (laughs) I want to talk to you about your Snapchat.
0: All right, tell me, because I don't use Snapchat.
1: That's what I want to fucking talk to you about. <laughs> okay. You, out of all the people I know in this ecosystem, have a chance to break out on Snapchat.
0: You're, what should I do? Sign up? Should, I should sign up you first? You should sign
1: up first. <laughs> That's a very important first step. It's,
0: by the um, way, the only thing I probably don't use, because I use I everything else. And
1: you know what's funny for me from afar, looking at the ecosystem, because this is what I do, <laughs> I actually think you would crush. I think you would absolutely annihilate it. I think that you just, you just... Put You know, it's such a good medium for you because the way I view you from afar, you know, you're at meetings, you just take a little shot, you take a picture, follow a bunch of people, watch what they're doing. I have a funny feeling that you would be a very, very strong content producer around Snapchat. And here's the punchline. In 24 to 36 months, an ungodly amount of the attention of the end consumer in America will be on it. And you need to be there.
0: All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to take I'm your actually, advice. You know
1: what? Now so- I'm going to guilt you into it. I'm going to take – this snap is going to be like you admitting – James, can you please admit that you are now gonna join Snapchat?
0: i've I've totally failed in not having a Snapchat account. I'm gonna join it. When? Today? <laughs>
1: That's the right fucking answer. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher show on the
0: Stansbury Radio network.